0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Well, it's happened again. I've written my weekly column for The Washington Times, and some 24-year-old blue-haired nose-ring fact-checker at Facebook has decided that you can't read it. Yep, that's right. The censors. Big Brother's Ministry of Truth is now telling you what news you can read and not read. I'll share this story and more with you on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. So this weekend, I posted my column with The Washington Times. As you know, I'm one of the contributing columnists, again, for The Washington Times. My column comes out every weekend. They decide, meaning they, the Washington Times editorial department, decides when they're going to post it. Sometimes it's Friday, Saturday. The latest is Sunday, So it's a weekend feature in the Washington Times. And yes, this is shameless self-promotion time here. If you want to read my weekly column, go to the opinion section of the Washington Times, and you can find it there every weekend. Just scroll through the various different opinion pieces, the op-eds, that the Washington Times features on the weekend, and you'll see my piece there. So I submitted my piece to the Times, um, made my deadline which is 10 a.m. every Friday morning and then apparently they felt that they wanted to feature it that Friday afternoon so that it would run the entire weekend. What I always do is as soon as they've posted it I put it out there on my Facebook pages. I have three pages. I have one under Everett Piper. I have another under Dr. Everett Piper. And then I have one for my political campaign because I'm running for county commissioner. uh, That's uh, Everett Piper for county commissioner. So the three Facebook pages I have are as I've just described. I always post my column out there on those pages. I also post it on Parler and MeWe and Gab and Gitter. And I also do so on Twitter. It wasn't posted for more than an hour. And I received notice from the Washington excuse me, not from the Washington Times, but from Facebook that I had been put in Facebook ch- jail and that my piece had been banned. In fact, this is what it actually says. I'm reading it to you right now. I took a screenshot of it. You can't post or comment for 24 hours. That's in bold. And then it says this. This is because you previously posted something that didn't follow our community standards. You also won't be able to go live or advertise for 30 days. This post goes against our standards, and it's dangerous to individuals and organizations, so only you can see it. So if you followed me on Facebook after they decided, they, who are they? I don't know. This army of blue-haired, nose-ringed 24-year-old graduates from Brown and Berkeley, and maybe even OSU and OU and TU, I don't know. I don't know who these people are, but they're making decisions as to what you can read and what you will not read. And they decided that this piece that I wrote for The Washington Times was dangerous to individuals and organizations and that I was violating Facebook's community standards. Well, I'm going to share that column with you right now because maybe you didn't get a chance to read it, unless you subscribe to The Washington Times, and I encourage you to do so. It's an excellent source of news. But if you're not a subscription and you follow me on Facebook and you just use your freebies, because I think they give you 15 freebies a month or something like that to read articles, if that's the way you read my pieces, then you you didn't see it because Facebook blocked you. No one else could see that I had posted it out there on Facebook after they, the thought police, Orwell's minions, the little brothers of Big Brother, started doing their work. Deciding what you can read and what you can't. Deciding what is acceptable news and what isn't. Deciding that my article is somehow endangering individuals and organizations. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to share this article with you, and you decide. Listen to the article. You decide, what's in the article? What did I say that should be censored? What did I say that's dangerous? What did I say that's inaccurate? What did I say that isn't factual and true? What did I say that warrants censorship? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, so welcome back to The Rebellion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my article to you right now, and I want you to listen to it very carefully. I may repeat a couple sentences here or there because I want you to understand the emphasis. And I want you to decide, is there anything in here, like I said, or like I asked before the break, is there anything that isn't true? Is there anything that's not factual? Is there anything that is dangerous to individuals or organizations? Is is this worthy of censorship? Is it worse than, oh, the vitriol that the Facebook fact-checkers and their little army of blue-haired, snotty-nosed Brown and Berkeley graduates, is it, is it more aggressive than their vitriol that they spew towards conservatives, Christians, and those that dared to vote uh, for Donald Trump in the previous two elections? Is it any worse than their posts, of pornography, even child pornography that they permit in Facebook and Twitter. What am I doing that's worse than that? Because they don't censor that stuff, but they're censoring me. So here you go. My article is titled, Time to Fight for Your Kids. Their souls are in the balance. Well, there you go. You used the word fight. You're calling for violence. I'm serious. They may be saying that. I don't know. I don't know. Is it possible that anytime a conservative source like the Washington Times uses the word fight metaphorically, or even fight intellectually, or fight politically, or fight um, in terms of uh, the metaphor for sports, I mean, is it possible that they are going to start banning us from publishing anything? Where we use that right, that, that word. For example, I open up my show with Winston Churchill's speech. We shall fight in the air. We shall fight in the beaches. We shall fight in the streets. Are, is, can I not quote Winston Churchill? I don't even quote him. I use his actual speech. Is that now going to be declared verboten? Off limits? Oh, you people can't say that. I'm serious. I'm not sure they even teach the people, the students at Berkeley. What analogies are and metaphors are any longer, figures of speech. I I don't know if they understand that any longer. Anyway, back to the article. I shared the title. The title is Time to Fight for Your Kids. Their souls are in the balance. And here's what I said If you feel as if you're watching the intentional destruction of your culture and your kids, you're right. It's not just a bad dream, it's real, and it's planned, and it's targeted, and it's relentless. And it's being carried out in your own backyard, in your own public schools. It doesn't matter where you live. Whether it be in the crazy land of Gavin Newsom or the bumbling buffoonery of the Beltway, you now reside in Oceana, and your children are Winston. Now, full stop right there. Let me insert this. I'm not even sure that these Facebook fact-checkers are literate enough to understand that I just referred to the classic George Orwell's 1984 and that the land that Orwell is referring to, his fictitious land of 1984, is Oceana. And that the main character of 1984, the man that's being controlled, the man that is trying to wrestle his way through this Orwellian experience, his name is Winston. So I don't even know if these fact-checkers are literate enough to know that. Uh, that's a sidebar. So back to that sentence, it doesn't matter where you live, whether it be in the crazy land of Gavin Newsom or the bumbling buffoonery of the Beltway, you now now reside in Oceana and your children are Winston. Consider the smattering of the recent news. Virginia gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe tells the voters of the Old Dominion that they can go pound sand if they want any input in directing their children's education. Now, you might say, well, Piper, that's not true. Well, yes, it is. Here's Terry McAuliffe's quote. Quote, I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Close quote. You can't get any clearer than that, folks. Terry McAuliffe is telling you, the voters, of the Virginian state, the old dominion, he's telling you to go pound sand if you want any input in directing the curriculum, the ideas that are relevant to your children's education. So, again, fact checkers, that's true. On, back to my article. The Washington Post responded to Terry McAuliffe by opining that, quote, parents don't have the right to shape their kids' education. That's a quote from the Washington Post. It's a fact. And then there's Randy Wittengarden, uh, This is a woman, Ms. Randy Vintengarden, the American Federation of Teachers president. She chimed in by applauding both McAuliffe and the Washington Post by tweeting this great piece on parents' rights. Her point is this. She doesn't think you have any because Terry McAuliffe just said he's not letting parents come into the schools and actually make their own decisions, and he doesn't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, and the Washington Post just said in an opinion piece, parents don't have the right to shape their kids' education. And then the president of the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Vintengarden, applauds this nonsense by saying great piece on parental rights. She tweeted that. And then you go back to a story I've already covered, and that's the National School Board Association, and we now know that they colluded with the White House in labeling all concerned parents of this nonsense your kids are being fed in your local public schools. They've labeled you, quote, unquote, domestic terrorists. It's in their letter. That's irrefutable. They said it. So... And the result of all of this is what? Well, the FBI may show up and visit you in your home if you dare complain about your daughter getting raped in a public restroom because of the lunacy these people are teaching your kids. And obviously, I'm referring to this case of the 15-year-old girl being raped in the girl's restroom by a boy in a dress. Why was he in the restroom? Because apparently he likes pretending that he's a girl and nobody stopped him from using the female restroom. So he sodomizes this 15-year-old girl, and the dad gets angry about it. He's indignant about it. And he's the one being labeled a domestic terrorist. Everything I've said in my article so far is true, people. There's nothing that I've said that isn't factual. Then I can then I go on. I say this. This, my friends, is the state of American education. And the progressives who have, who have seized control of your schools are not even hiding their intentions any longer. They flaunt their plan with impunity as they parrot the very words of Joseph Goebbels. This is a Goebbels quote. Youth belong to us, and we will yield them to no one. Close quote. Well, Piper, you shouldn't have quoted Goebbels. That's what caught. That's what got you in trouble. That's what the fact checkers latched onto. You must have tripped their algorithm. I don't know. but are you telling me now that I can't use an actual quote from a historical figure that's so stunningly similar? to what the National School Board Association, the American Federation of Teachers President, the Washington Post, and Terry McAuliffe, the guy who wants to be the governor of Old Dominion, are you telling me that I can't quote somebody when they're saying essentially the exact same thing as these contemporary figures in the daily news? Are we really at that point? I go on in my article. Now, what I'm going to say in the next few sentences, it does take a little bit of literacy with regard to Lord of the Rings, because I'm using several uh, words, names from the Lord of the Rings to make my point. So if you've read the books, you'll get this. If you've watched the movie, you'll get this. If you haven't, you're going to have to go Google some of this to get it. So I say this in my next paragraph. America's ivory tower has become Brad Dur, Rather than Fiat Lux, it is now the Dark Tower. And those waving Sauron's banner now seem to care more about being the obedient minions of Mordor than the protectors of your kid's soul. So what I'm saying is that the ivory tower has now become the dark land of Mordor. Sauron's kingdom, Beradur, and Fiat Lux, which used to be a well-known... Motto of the ivory tower, fiat lux, let there be light, a reference to scripture, is now the dark tower, the dark tower of the Lord of the Rings. Sauron's banner now seems to wave over the academy, and we have these obedient minions of Mordor who are more interested in bowing to the evil of Sauron than they are in protecting your kid's soul Am I over the top here? Well, you could say that my analogy may be a little aggressive, but is this worth censoring? This is an opinion piece. I go on. These Urukai, and again, the Urukai in the Lord of the Rings are the ugly, grotesque, big, hulking beasts of Mordor. These Urukai are ugly in heart and mind. Theirs is a land of control. They despise freedom, they hate liberty, they march in obedience to the prince of the power of the air, while they mock those who follow the prince of peace. Like gullum, they growl, my precious, my precious, as they cling to Isildur's bane. Isildur's bane is another name for the ring, the ring of power. They're grasping and clenching and caressing the ring, chanting, praying, mumbling, one ring to rule them all. One ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. And all while this is happening, big brother Barak, Suramon himself, emerges from behind the curtain with ambitions of casting his spell the truth is a lie, and the lie is a truth, he encants. Evil is good, and good is evil. Bitter is sweet, and sweet is bitter. The grand and glorious, oh, the high priest of the church of holy wokeness, this pied piper of a man whose melodious tune has mesmerized an entire nation into believing that up is down and down is up, and that men are women and women are men, now shouts from the podium, We don't have time to be wasting on this phony, trumped-up culture wars. This is fake outrage. That's not what you need. Close quote. That's exactly what Barack Obama said on the stump last week on behalf of Terry McAuliffe. I'm going to quote him again. We don't have time to be wasting on this phony, trumped-up culture wars. This is fake outrage. That's not what you need. Are you serious? Are you serious? Barack Obama. Obama, Big Brother O. He tells you. He tells the parents of Virginia. He tells the parents of this 15-year-old girl who was forced to engage in sodomy in a school restroom with this transgender boy pretending to be a girl. He tells us, that this is fake outrage and these are trumped up culture wars? Are you serious? How stupid do they think you are? I mean, like I say, tell that to the Virginia parents of this 15-year-old girl. Tell that to the Florida mom who's outraged that her elementary-age children are being assigned books with pictures of minor boys having oral sex with adult men. Yes, that's true. That's true. I've seen the book. Tell that to Oklahomans, people here in Oklahoma, who are incensed that our sons and daughters are being taught to judge one another by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character. Tell that to all of us who simply want our schools to to stop all this nonsense and just teach our kids how to read. Teach them how to write. Teach them how to use proper pronouns. Teach them how to count that 2 plus 2 is 4 and not the product of white privilege. And teach them that science, i.e. biology, is real. I mean, that's all we want. That's all I want. Stop all this other nonsense. Oh, maybe add to it that our Constitution is good, that the Declaration of Independence is unique and exceptional, that the Federalist Papers are not written by a bunch of evil uh, KKK members, that they actually were good, sanctified men, That set the standard for a level of freedom that the human race had not enjoyed in any other country in history and hasn't since. I go on on in my article. Each day it becomes more and more apparent that your local schools and their puppet politicians despise you. They want your children. And they will leave no stone unturned in their dark and ugly world to get them. Just listen. Listen. They're admitting it their agenda is in full view for all who have eyes to ear and uh, eyes to see and ears to hear no no your outrage is not fake it's not it's not what's fake is their claim that a man is a woman and a woman is a man and that a boy can go into a, a girl's restroom pretending to be a girl, and that nobody's going to stop him, even though he's got a track record of assaulting other girls. We know this now. We know the school board of Loudoun County knew it. No, your outrage is not fake. Your kids are your kids. They are your responsibility. They are not big brothers. And you should fight as if you're fighting against the gates of hell itself, to the very gates of Mordor, for your right to train up your children in the way they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart. End of it. That's my column. Now, I want you to tell me what I said in that column that should be censored and should be banned from the media. Why should I be put In Facebook jail for saying what I just said when everything I said was a fact I'm quoting Barack Obama I'm quoting Terry McCullough I'm quoting the president of the teachers Federation I'm quoting the National School Board Association I'm quoting the Washington Post and yes I quoted Joseph Goebbels youth belong to us he said and we will yield them to no one. Does that sound an awful lot like what Terry McAuliffe just said and what the Washington Post said? Yes. Yes, it's exactly what they said. It sounds an awful lot like it because it's almost a parroting of the exact same phrase. Washington Post. Parents don't have the right to shape their kids' education. Terry McAuliffe. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Great peace on parents' rights, says Randy Vintengarten, American Federation of Teachers President. And like I said, we know the story on the National School Board Association, including with the White House, to come up with this letter where they're labeling me and you And this dad of this poor girl in Lawton County that was raped in the girls' restroom, they're labeling us domestic terrorists because we dare to say, no, this is wrong. These are our children. They're not yours, Barack Obama's. This is not fake outrage. These are not trumped-up culture wars. It's time for... It's time for us to recognize the truth. You know, I've told this story before, out of the Chronicles of Narnia, where Puddleglum. It's in the sixth book of the series. Puddleglum is a main character in the book, The Silver Chair. And the witch is casting her spell upon the children and upon this uh, Marshwiggle is what he is. He's a Narnian character. And as the children are falling prey to this witch's spell, just like your children are falling prey to the spell of the academy, the spell of this broken worldview that's being pushed upon your kids at the youngest age, where they're actually being shown pictures, cartoon caricatures of boys having oral sex with adult men. This is being assigned to your kids. It's in your public school libraries. Yes, here in Oklahoma, and Ohio, and Kentucky, and Tennessee, and every other state in the Union. What did Puddleglum do in the midst of this spell, this evil witch's incantation? He walked over to the fire, and he stuck his foot in it, because the fire was hot and burning, In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. When you're deceived by the incantations of our time, the only thing that will wake you up is a good dose of truth, a good shock of pain. Reality. Reality is what woke Puddleglum up so that he could defy the witch and tell her to go pound sand rather than accepting the exact opposite except the proclamation of Terry McAuliffe that you, the parents, are the problem. No, you're not. But I was censored. I was censored for saying this. Go check out my column. Go to the Washington Times. Washington Times. Go to the opinion section. It's otherwise known as the Commentary section. And just find my column there, my weekly column. And then you decide. You decide if this should be read or if it should be buried. And if you think it should be read, send it out to about a thousand of your friends and tell them to just answer one question that you have. Should this column from Piper be censored? Again, I'm going to repeat my my mantra in times of universal deceit truth is the only rebellion left, and these are times of great deception. Speak the truth, stick your foot in the fire. It's the only thing that will wake us up. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.